This is Pastor Chris Simak from the Potter's House East Side. Uh, this sermon was recorded on the 13th of June, uh, 2021, on Sunday morning. And this net title of the sermon is How's Your Soil? Hallelujah. Would you turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 13? Matthew chapter 13. We had a fantastic night last night, and as I was uh, finishing up the altar call there after we prayed, and and I'm giving my final little bits of uh, advice and words and things there, one of the things I said uh, to the people that had just gotten saved was something that I was thinking about for this sermon, uh, and I told them, I said, this is a seed that has been planted, and you need to take this seed and put it in some Good soil. Uh, how many know that? How many did this project at school that you brought home a seed and they bought it wrapped up in something and maybe it was like little cotton or something and they said, Here, take it home and just watch this thing grow? Did anybody do that? Anybody, was anybody successful in that? Uh, no, because every time I've ever seen that happen, they bring the little cotton bud. Connor brought one home the other day. Uh, and it had a seed inside and they said listen this is going to grow but it just got old and moldy and uh, we ended up throwing it out and uh, it wasn't a very good experiment Uh, and listen the problem was not in the seed how many know that the seed has unlimited potential the problem is not in the seed but the problem was in the soil And I want to preach a sermon today called How's Your Soil? Uh, I want to preach from one of Jesus' most famous parables, uh, the parable of the sower. Uh, Would you read with me today in Matthew chapter 13, verse 3? We're going to start there. The Bible says, Behold, a sower went out to sow. These are the words of Jesus. A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed some... Some fell by the wayside, some and the birds of the air came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprung up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns And the thorns sprung up and choked them, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I want to look firstly with you this morning at the potential, the potential of a seed. I remember earlier this year, Jesse and I uh, took some of the boys uh, and we went up to Phuketi Forest up there in Northland. uh, And up there we saw the big Cody trees. These are these massive, massive trees. Uh, I thought it was going to be big enough that, you know, maybe I won't be able to put my arms around it. I thought it was that kind of big. I didn't realize when I got there, they were like meters wide. Uh, like I couldn't even stretch out my arms and, and, and even make anything. Uh, there's no way that I could get close to it. These trees are so big. Uh, but 
Even that monstrous tree started the same way as every other tree started as a seed. With unlimited potential in a seed. Every single one of us today started as a tiny seed. A fertilized egg in the womb. Every single one of us uh, at the moment of conception, we had every bit in our DNA. We had every piece of information already programmed into that tiny seed. How tall you would be, how short you would be, uh, what your eye color would be, what your hair color would be, uh, any uh, genetic things coming down from the seeds that planted that seed, uh, every wrinkle, hallelujah. Uh, all the information was in that seed. Also, all of the potential was in that seed, but it started as a seed. The potential of a seed. And here Jesus, he was given this parable. And Jesus spoke in parables, we know, uh, because he was often speaking uh, to an uneducated crowd. He was often speaking to a crowd uh, that weren't trained in church and religion. And he was speaking to people uh, that worked uh, on the land, worked with their hands. And he spoke to them often in stories that they knew. Many times he, that it, was, it was a very agricultural culture at the time. Uh, so using an illustration of a solar was very easy. Here you have the parable of the sower, this picture of a guy, they used to carry the seed here, and as they were there, they would flick the seed, flick the seed, and they would sow, some of the seed would fall in different places and on different soils, but the seed itself was exactly the same. The seed itself was powerful. So it begs the question today, what is the seed that Jesus is talking about here? We read that later on in verse 18, where Jesus says that the seed is the word of God. The seed is this book. The seed is the word of God that has the answers to life. I want to tell you, it has unlimited potential and it is living. Can you say amen? There is life, not death in the word of God. There is freedom, not bondage. In the Word of God, there is breakthrough, not brokenness in the Word of God. I don't know what you've come with this morning, hallelujah, with some previous ideas about Christianity, church, Jesus, the whole thing. Uh, but we need to know that, that Christianity is Holy Spirit power in action, making the Word of God happen. Let me say that again, that Christianity is not just I go church, yeah, amen, uh, but is Holy Ghost power in action, making the Word of God happen, making the Word of God come to life in 2021. We know that the gospel can help anybody. We know that the gospel has unlimited power, but it is a seed. It is a seed that when sown, it must be planted. Last night, there were many uh, that heard that seed. There were many uh, that 
the seed was sown. And listen, we're excited. It's unbelievable. Uh, we have these. We have videos. We cry. But you know, one part of the video that I didn't like is when the camera went back out and there were still hundreds of people sitting in their chairs. The seed was sown. And thank God that, that it fell. Some of it fell on fertile soil. But some of it fell on hard soil. Some of it fell on hard hearts. Some of it fell on people. I don't care how good the seed is. That is not going to take root in my life. And that's their loss. Can we say a bit? Amazon, Apple, Disney, Google, Harley Davidson, Lotus, Maglite, Mattel, Hewlett Packard, all massive companies. I don't even, ha- I just say the name. And you know what these are. What is the common factor in all of these companies? Some of them car manufacturers, motorbikes, kids' toys, uh, tech companies. What's the common factor in all of these companies is that they all begun just like this. They all begun in a garage. They all begun as a seed. They all begun as someone's idea in a garage. And then the seed began to grow and grow. I want to tell you that the word of God, when the seed is planted, it works. It works. It is not on us to try and make the gospel work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If it's on us, I mean, we can strategize, we can think, uh, do we do it this way? Do we do it that way? Uh, But it's not on us to make the word of God work. The word of God works. The Bible calls us to be sowers because the seed is precious. I was looking up this place. I thought it was in Norway and then I looked it up on Google Maps. It's not Norway. Then I thought it was in Greenland. It's not Greenland. It's this island that I've never heard of called Svalbard (laughs) that is the most northern place in the world where people live. It is ice up there. This tiny island called Svalbard. And in this tiny island built into the mountain, they have this unbelievably futuristic building called the Global Seed Vault, where these guys are literally collecting seeds from all over the world. And they're collecting them into this building. They take care of them and all of this. In the, in the event that uh, there would be a global catastrophe, that there would be countries that would be wiped off the map, uh, this global seed vault is there. It's like something out of a movie. It's there. So if the world ever had to be restarted again, they have seeds from everywhere to be able to plant them. Now, that's, that's an unbelievable picture. But listen, the seed and the word of God is not meant to be put in a vault somewhere up north to be able to protect it. God has given us the seed so that we could be the sowers and that we could reap a harvest. We're not storing the seed in a faraway icy wonderland. As Christians, we have the privilege of taking this precious seed into the world. Verse 3 in our text said, Behold, the sower went out to sow. 
That means that the sower had to be prepared. The sower had to get some seed ready. Uh, the sower had to go out. It is useless. Let me tell you, you are guaranteed failure if you never sow. The sower will never get a harvest if they never sow. That is a guaranteed fact. If the sower never goes out to sow, they will never reap any fruits. There is unlimited potential in the seed. So let's look secondly then at the problems of the soil. The problems of the soil. When Esther and I moved over to uh, New Zealand, so when Esther and I first got married, uh, I didn't even know how long ago was that, baby? 11 years ago? 12 years ago? Something like that. I'm going to say 11. 11? Yeah, that's good. High five. Uh, 11 years ago, uh, when we first got married, we got our first little apartment, then we moved into a house. And when we moved into a house, uh, Esther, it was something that was in her genes. She wanted to start to build a garden. Uh, And the desire was there in her heart. Uh, But unfortunately, something happened in the genetic uh, makeup because Renata is the the queen of the garden. Uh, She put something in her daughter that said, I want to build a garden. Uh, But then what she didn't put in her daughter were the skills to build a garden. Hallelujah. So there was a desire there. She desperately wanted it. We spent money. Oh, hallelujah. We, we, we bought plants. We bought pot plants. We bought all these different things. Uh, maybe this special thing in the soil will make it work. Maybe this. And you know what? Nothing worked. She had a 100% failure rate. Thank you, baby. She killed everything. But it wasn't until we moved to New Zealand. I thought everything, I thought all hope was lost. And again, we moved to New Zealand and in our first house there, we had a little triangle of soil. And she said to me, I want to make a herb garden there. And I said to her, I am never spending money on plants again. There is no way we're going to buy plants to uh, trust me, baby. And like, again, what a, what a big hearted husband that I was. I said, you know what? One more time. Okay. Okay. We went out, we bought some plants, different things. She planted them and it was a miracle. It started to take off. Then we moved house and now you know in my house, the outside has come to the inside and now there are plants everywhere. I can't even put my phone down on a shelf anymore uh, because that shelf is a space where a plant needs to go now. Because now she's a professional. What was the difference? She planted the same thing in different places. The seed was the same, but the difference was the soil. The difference was the soil. And in our text, we have four types of soils. The first one is the wayside. The second, the rocky ground or the stony ground, the thorny soil. And fourthly, the fertile soil. And we have to understand that if the seed is the word of God and we think, what is the seed? The seed is the word of God that's preached, the word of God that's taught, the word of God when you read your Bible, the word of God that you hear in fellowship. That's the seed that comes. What is the soil? The soil is our hearts. 
And the summary of this whole parable is if you keep your heart right, you will be fruitful. If you keep your heart right, if you keep the soil fertile, you will be fruitful. But let's look together at verses 18 to 23 in our text. And let's see what some of the problems were with the soil. Because this is a very unique parable uh, in the Bible where Jesus tells the parable. And then a couple of verses later, he explains it for us. It's beautiful. It's a whole sermon in one. Verse 18 to 23, Jesus says, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, what's the word of the kingdom? The word of the kingdom is the gospel. The word of the kingdom is the word of God. The word of the kingdom says anything contrary to the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of light. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away. And what was sown in his heart? This is he who received the seed by the wayside. That's the first one. 22. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and he who hears the word and the cares of the world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word and becomes unfruitful. That's the second one. And the third one, 23. But he who, who received the seed on good ground. Ah, sorry, I missed one. Let's just keep going, 23. He who receives the seed on good ground, this is the fourth one, is he who hears the word, understands it, indeed bears fruit and produces some, some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. So here they are. It says, as they heard the word. And we sit under a lot of sermons. Hallelujah. Uh, two weeks ago, we went to conference uh, and we came out of conference. Uh, maybe, maybe this is the point where I ask you, uh, does anybody remember any of the sermons in conference? Okay, okay, that's good. Uh, does anybody any of the sermons out of last year's conference? <laughs> right. Uh, we hear a lot of sermons and we're blessed now uh, that we have... Uh, conferences on YouTube and we can listen into our other fellowship conferences and different things. An exciting thing, I want to tell you, uh, we hear a lot of Word of God. There is lots of seed that is sown in our hearts. Uh, but just like the sinner, we have to keep our hearts right. And we have to say, you know what? Uh, when I hear the Word of God, it needs to land on fertile soil. How many know that you could even come to church? And sometimes you come to church and your heart is not fertile soil. So let's look at the first three. The first one is the sidewalk heart. The sidewalk heart. This is the wayside. The wayside was the road. The wayside was where people walked, uh, where they used to, the donkeys used to uh, walk and carry heavy loads. Uh, they might even take wagons and carts. Again, the wayside is trampled, it's compacted. And as he's there, he's sowing the seed and he's throwing the seed out. Some of it lands on the wayside. These are people that are impressed by the truth. But their impression fades very quickly because they do not let the truth of the seed take root in their hearts. How many times have you been witnessing 
and you've, uh, yeah, you've been witnessing, you're like, yeah, this is just the wayside. This is our hard heart right here. Uh, you could be doing your best, giving the best truth, uh, and one person is bawling their eyes out, and the other person is sitting there with their arms crossed because they have a hard heart. The seed is not the problem. It's the heart that is hard. I think of Biz and Chaz, and I, last night I shook Biz's hand again, and I don't know, every single time I shake his hand, he squeezes it harder. I don't know what that guy does. Uh, but Biz and Chaz and Onihanga Church, uh, they're both police officers, uh, and I think when they go out on the field, they wear body armor front and back, right? And there they are with their armor so that there's protection. There's protection. If anything comes against them, there's protection. But I know people who come to church with body armor. I know people when you're witnessing and they have body armor. Because you're there, you're preaching, you're witnessing, you're talking to them. And the seed is just going, ding, 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 ding. Uh, Nothing is penetrating. Is the problem the seed? No. No. It's their problem. It's the heart. They don't understand. Verse 19, it says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. This word understand, it means that they comprehend it. It means that they hear the word of God and they don't join the dots. How good was Pastor Payne's Friday night conference sermon? Joining the dots. Was that the Friday night one? Good. I I think I've heard it. No, that was Friday night of Perth. High five. Too many conferences. Uh, Joining the dots. Uh, A fantastic, fantastic sermon. And here uh, is exactly what happens is that people hear the word. They hear the altar call. I'm there. I'm moving. I'm doing my whole thing. And they're listening. And they're not joining the dots. They're looking at this crazy guy on the stage saying, man, he's quite excited. It's like, yes, <laughs> forget about me. Join the dots, man. You're the one I'm speaking to. They have to connect the heart. And in the same way, here in church, we can come into church, preach a sermon, and you hear that sermon. Oh, pastor, that was powerful. Oh, that, that was good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. It helps me and my ego when you tell me it was powerful and that was a good sermon. That helps me. Uh, but I want to tell you, more than just telling me that was powerful, I want you to connect the dots. I want you to say, listen, how can we apply this in our lives? We hear the word and we understand it. Hallelujah. The second way, we have the sidewalk hearts and we have the stony hearts. The stony heart is the seed that falls on the stony ground. The Bible says in verse 5 that it fall on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprung up because they had no depth of earth. This is a shallow Christianity. My man Charles Spurgeon, (laughs) uh, he preaches a multiple sermons like a series on this uh, on no depth of earth uh, it is in, unbelievably convicting uh, all about a shallow Christianity you look good on the outside 
You do the right things, but there's no substance. I remember when I went to Cambodia and I was there in the markets and, uh, and we saw these beats. You know the headphones? Back when beats were cool. Uh, we saw these beats in the markets in about 2013 or so. And we were so excited uh, that I was there with a couple of people and I negotiated a deal that I would buy 10 pairs of beats of this guy if we brought them the price down and it was a great deal. We walked away with those beats for like $30 each and we're like, beats and all of that uh yeah then we went back to the hotel and plugged them into our phones and we, we just threw 30 dollars away what a waste of money they were cheap they didn't work some of them never worked some of them broke after one day uh and that's because they were cheap rip-off beats they looked good on the outside there was no substance to them they looked like the real thing but they couldn't stand the test In verse 20, it says, this is he who hears the word immediately receives it with joy. I mean, there were some people, and that's why I mentioned this last night after the altar call. There were some people immediately, you hear the word, you receive it with joy. You're like, that is awesome. I want that. You receive it with joy. But the deceitfulness of riches, the Bible says, the cares of this world, they thorns grow up and they choke the seed and it can never grow. Think about this. You know people like this. You've been people like this in the past. Hallelujah. Uh, that you hear the seed and then all of a sudden, uh, that's what I'm going to do. And then you get home and you realize, that, wait a second, I can't make that choice because of this and because of this and because of this and because of that. And the cares of the world end up choking the seed and it never grows. It only ever stays a seed. Isn't it so important that we can't build on hype and experience I like hype, I like experience, but we have to take that seed and we need to root it in our hearts so that God can do a miracle. The third one is the strangled heart. The strangled heart is those that fell among the thorns. The thorns sprung up and choked them and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and they became unfruitful. So let's look thirdly at the power of good soil the power of good soil you see Esther and and the story I told you about the soil was exactly the point because Esther was not the problem hallelujah the seed was not the problem but the problem was in the soil and imagine if we could hear the word of God and we could put it into good soil Every time when we come to church, uh, we're halfway through the sermon, uh, we've just uh, started to switch on because we're tired, we're this, we're that, we're running in it. But imagine if we pray beforehand and say, God, give me a good soul, give me a fertile heart, that when I come into church every time, God, give me something. You know that God has something for you every service? You know, some services we say, oh, that was a good service, that was a okay service and hopefully not that was a bad service but right but the seed is the same the word of God is the same the soil can be different and here's the power of a good soil in verse 22 
It says, He who received the seed on the ground is he who hears the word and understands it, indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. What that tells me is that the seed begins as one thing, and who knows? Who knows? God knows. But who can imagine what would the fruit of that seed be if it was planted in good soil? A hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. So what do we need to do to receive the seed on good soil? Look at the three things that it says here in verse 22. It says that they hear the word. They hear the word. And first, in order to be able to hear the word, you need to be in church. Hallelujah. You want to be hear the word, you need to read your Bible. You want to hear the word, you need to pray. Yeah, hear the word, you need to be around Christians and fellowship. And if, you, if you don't do those things, you're never going to hear the word. Some people, for the first time, they heard the word last night. They heard, and it's due, and there's a seed, and there's power, and there's life. They heard the word. The second thing, they received the word. This means that they allowed it to take root. They didn't let their pride get in the way. They didn't let the cares of the world get in the way. They may have been shallow at the beginning, but said, you know what, God, uh, I want to build depth in my life and Christianity. And they let that seed take root. They let the roots go down deep take nutrients so that when the storms come, when the sun comes, it doesn't scorch the seed. When the storms come, it doesn't rip out the plant because there's root, they received it. Psalms 119 verse 11, your word I have hidden in my heart. The third thing, they hear the word, they receive the word, and then they understand, they do it. They act upon it. In James 1.22, we know well, it says, But be doers of the word, not hearers only. Let me tell you that the proof of the soil, we can test the soil and its quality, not by what you look like on Sunday. <laughs> but we can proof and test the soil about how the soil acts and the quality of it from Monday to Saturday. How the soil is when nobody's looking. Again, the promise of God, if you keep the soil right, if you keep your heart right, God says you will be fruitful. Hallelujah. If you keep your heart right, a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. I read this quote, and I'll finish with this. It said, anyone can count the number of seeds in an apple. You cut it open in one, two, three, four. You can count the number of seeds in an apple, but only God knows how many apples will come out of a single seed. That's the miracle of being able to plant the seed. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads here this morning and pray.